The reasons to treat yourself to a frozen drink from Mickey D's go on and on and on. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. Your new flavor craze is here. From sweet and fruity frozen Fanta Wild Cherry to the classic cool of a frozen Coca-Cola to the tasty and tart frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry. Get any size for $1.59. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now, in today's message, is going to be part two from last week. It's time for a name change. Now, we were all given a name by our parents. We didn't ask for a name, but we were given a name. God knows us from the foundation of the earth, and he loves us just the way we are. But you know, in Bible times, names were changed to show power. And friends, it's time for a name change for you to know who you are in Jesus, that you are a child of the King. Be blessed by this message. And I believe we are being set up for a great revival and a remnant is rising that is willing to pay the price to do what God's called us to do. But I believe before this can take place, we got to get rid of some idols in our lives. And we thought when the pandemic first hit, oh, it was removing idols. But we all got to learn and look at our own lives and say, Lord, what do I put before you? See, it's easy for us to point fingers at somebody else, but Lord, what do I put before you? And we got to remove those idols. And one of the greatest idols is idolatry is self-pity. Have y'all ever had a pity party? That's what we were saying this morning. We're kind of a pathetic group this morning. We said we're going to go from pathetic to powerful, though. Because that's a lonely party. Ain't nobody there. They got their own problems. They don't have time to listen to ours. But when we learn that it's not about us, See, we're living in a time now that everybody thinks it's about them. It's my rights. It's what I want. But to me, if you're a Christian, you've lost your rights. It's about Jesus and doing what Jesus wants you to do. And sometimes you've got to humble yourself before him and say, I'm going to be obedient to what God's telling me to do. God is going to judge you according to what he's telling you to do and not what other people think you need to be doing. That's why you've got to hear his voice. So we got to remove those idols from our own lives. Then we got to purify ourselves. Repent. Do y'all know it's good to repent? To get on our knees and say, Lord, I blew it. I messed up. But if you don't think you ever made a mistake, you're not going to repent. It's always somebody else's fault. But we got to purify ourselves. If we're going to be in this remnant revival... To say, Lord, speak to me. Let me humble myself to say, I don't know. I think so many people would be so much better off instead of arguing to say, we don't know. Because nobody knows. We're living in uncertain times. Nobody knows but God. Put your faith and trust in him. So we got to purify ourselves. And then we got to put on some new garments. I say, oh boy, she's going to talk about getting some new clothes. No, I'm talking about a garment of praise. 
See, he's calling us now to put on a garment of praise. Not a bunch of warriors, but a bunch of warriors. Amen. Army of God. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. And thank him for what you do have. The life that we complain about, people would love to have it. We need to thank him for what we do have. We need to praise him for who he is, the King of kings, Lord of lords, and God of gods. No matter what we're going through, we know we win because we belong to him. And what the enemy wants to do is to keep you hearing the lies. We have no hope. We're going under. Our country's going under. I don't take that because we belong to Jesus and we're going to rise stronger than ever before. We got to listen to what God says we are. And then, just like He built an altar, as I had said earlier, it's time for us to build an altar to Him. Rededicate our lives to Him. Ask Him to forgive us when we got distracted and got discouraged and got divided. And, but Lord, we build an altar back to You and we worship You. We praise You for who You are. Built an altar. Dedicate your talent, your anointing. See, the enemy is trying to tell you you can't be used. People are not going to listen to you. You're too old. You're too young. Hey, build an altar and back and say, when we give it to the Lord, see what he can do with it. We can't make it happen. But when we say, Lord, I don't know what to do right now. But I just trust you, and I'm building my altar back to you, and I'm dedicating my life. I'm dedicating my family. You got to quit worrying about all those grown children. You raised them right. You build an altar and say, Lord, I thank you that they're coming home. Build an altar back and say, Lord, I know you heard my prayers. I know you've seen those tears, and I thank you that they're coming home. But I put them on the altar. I'm tired of worrying. I'm tired of fear. See, that's the problem in the world today. There is so much worry and fear and anxiety of everything that's taking place in the world. People are more depressed than ever. And unfortunately, a lot of them are in the body of Christ. Because what happens is we take our eyes off of Jesus. We listen to the lies of the enemy. So that day... As he built that altar back, he was blessed. And as you build that altar back and say, I'm not going to be distracted anymore. I'm putting this on the altar. The Lord is going to bless you. I believe it. And there's going to enter a season of restoration. And all you're going to say, it was nothing but a miracle of God. It's all I can say in this ministry. It's just a miracle of God that we're on television and we're where we are. People that know us and know where we come from, it's just a miracle of God. And we want to be obedient to him. So after they left Bethel, after he had his name changed, after he had that face-to-face -face encounter with God, he knew his life would never be the same again. And he was blessed with the blessings of his father, Abraham. All right, a little bit more to a name change. All right. Genesis 35, 16 through 20. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go to Ephra, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, 
you will have this son also. And so it was, as her son was de- soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephra, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Do you remember the story? We talked about Rachel and Jacob last month of how much he loved her that he worked an additional seven years for her. But his love was not that she could have children because they already had Joseph. But she went into hard labor with this second child. And the midwife knew she was probably losing a lot of blood and she knew she was going to die. And her last request was to name this child Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. But Jacob said, no, that's not going to happen. He's not going to be called that his entire life. We're going to name him Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. See, in those days, the father named him. The mother went through the pain, but he got to name that child, and it was a good name. And a lot of people believe that was parallel of Jesus. Just imagine the sorrow that Mary endured watching her son die on Calvary. I can't even imagine. We don't even want to see our children sick or going through anything, but imagine to see your child crucified and the sorrow that she must have felt. But God said, no, this is the son of my right hand. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. And no matter what kind of name the enemy has given you, you belong to Jesus. And he loves you just the way you are. And if you were the only person in the world, he would have died on Calvary just for you. Jesus Christ knew you from the foundation of the earth. Isn't that amazing? He knew us from our mother's womb. Now, this is going to surprise y'all. Hang on just a minute. Guess who wore these cute little shoes? Can y'all believe these size 10s were ever in these? I said, I probably wore these at birth. (laughs) But now I found these. And I I have kept them because I love these little shoes. But I thought, this will preach. Because my mother... You know, my name, uh, Sandra, means helper of mankind, which they probably wasn't thinking of that when they named me. It was either going to be Sandra Lee or Kathy Lee. So they, Sandra Lee, they chose. But they never knew that their sassy, brassy little girl was going to turn into a devil-stomping preacher woman. They never knew what would fill these shoes. My grandmother that wagged me to church didn't know the seeds that she was sowing, and she never got to see that I was a preacher, but it made a difference in eternity. So this is a word that I'm giving to some of you that maybe the enemy is telling you you're not doing enough. Has he ever told you that? Oh, you're not doing enough. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And maybe you've got, you've got children. But I can tell you, if you got children, that is the greatest ministry that you can have. And see, so many people may not have a pulpit ministry, but you got somebody you can pray for, 
And maybe you don't have children. Maybe you don't have grandchildren. But maybe, you know, you're an aunt, uncle, Sunday school teacher. You know, some of the greatest, I think about the Sunday school teachers that gave her their time. They didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to have a pulpit ministry. Can you? They went through years of teaching us stubborn little kids. But they were sowing seeds. So you keep praying. You may be sowing seeds for the next Billy Graham or Joyce Meyer, the greatest singer that there is out there. So your prayers make a difference. You keep praying. You keep believing. And you know, a lot of people saying, oh, I don't want my children to grow up in this world. God knew he called them for such a time as this, and they could handle it. And I believe we're going to have a, some young people that are going to arise and be mighty men and women of God. And I can tell you about the millennial group, because that's my, where my sons fall. They don't take just what we say is gospel. They're going to do their research. They're going to read for themselves. Just because mama said that's the way it is, no. And we got to respect them for that, because you know why? Because when they get on fire for Jesus, hey, we're going to see some revival fire that's taking place. Because when you let the Holy Spirit speak to them, the seeds were sowed. Some of y'all, um, you could be called a druggie. You drug them to church. You drug them to prayer meeting. I remember mine sleeping on the back row. I was an elder. Pastor John, you remember those days? And I'd get so embarrassed because my sons, which were teenagers, were making me look bad. They were on that back row just a snoring. We said, it lasted too long. Who wants to go to church half a day? <laughs> but the seeds are sown. So whatever you're doing for the kingdom of God, you keep praying. Gloria, those grandchildren, they're destined to be mighty men and women of God. All of you. All of them are going to be mighty men and women of God because God knew us from the foundation of the earth. All right, I got one more scripture, and we could, we could quote this one. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, when we read this scripture, it, you don't even have to be in church to know this scripture because we see it in newspapers, we see it in ads and yearbooks, and oh, we got a future and hope. But you got to go back and study what that scripture actually, where it came from. Because Jeremiah was a prophet during those times, and when he, he was a weeping prophet, he was only 20 years old, he'd already told God I wasn't the man for the job, I didn't want to be a prophet. God said, I knew you from the foundation of the earth. You're the man for the job. But see, the problem is he was telling these people to repent. But when he spoke, nobody listened. Nobody listened. They tried to kill him. They put him in a cistern. They put him in a well. They tried to destroy him. He was rejected by his family. He was rejected by his friends. He felt all alone. Do you think he wanted to quit? Yeah. Have y'all ever wanted to quit? Yeah. And that's what the enemy wants you to do too is quit. When times get hard, he wants you to throw your hands up and say, I've had enough. But the closer you get to your breakthrough, the harder it's going to get, but the harvest is going to be worth it. The pruning was hard and painful, but the harvest is going to be worth it. So when he cried out, 
Nobody listened. They turned his back. And I believe we are in this midnight hour and we're saying, repent. Jesus is our only hope. We spend more time, if we spend as much time talking about the news as we do Jesus and what Jesus can do and what a miracle working God we serve, we could turn this world around for Jesus if we would quit throwing stones at each other and agree on Jesus. But when he cried out, no one listened. But in the, eye, in the eyes of man, he was a failure because nobody listened. But in the eyes of God, he was a great success because he was doing what God told him to do. In the eyes of man, you may not look successful, but who cares what man, have y'all worried? No, I'm here to please God. You got to be worried about yourself and standing before God yourself. But he cried out and no one listened. But he was a big success. And success is doing what God's called you to do. See, we're living in a time now everybody wants to be like somebody else. They want to preach like somebody else. They want to sing like somebody else. They want to do this like somebody else. It's not working for you. Have you ever seen somebody that tried to be somebody else? They look foolish. Be what God has called you to be. Do what God has called you to do. But see, many of you are living by names that were spoken over you when you were a child. You're bound by words that were spoken over you. And even that, you know, maybe it was failure. You're never going to amount to anything. Maybe it was teachers. Maybe it was your family. Maybe it was friends. Oh, you're a failure. Here comes failure. Everything they do turns out wrong. But I got a new name. You got a future and a hope. Because your new name is successful. Because why? In these particular scripture, this Jeremiah 29, 11, do you know these people had been in bondage for 70 years? And what he was saying is you got a future and a hope because Jesus is coming on the scene. So you got a future and a hope because you belong to Jesus. You don't belong to this world. Some of you feel like you've given the name... Um, Sinner, adulterer, fornicator. But you got a new name, and that's salvation. And once Jesus, once it's under the blood of Jesus, he remembers it no more. And see what the enemy wants to keep reminding you of your past sins. So see, your destiny's in the future, it's not in the past. You got to believe what. And you know, have you ever had that? The enemy, you're reaping what you sow. Well, we know that, don't we? <laughs> You're reaping what you sow, especially if you got children. You're reaping what you sow. But you know, that's a lie of the enemy too, because once we ask the Lord to forgive us, it's under the blood of Jesus too. And the guilt has to go, because what the enemy wants you to do is to be bound by guilt. There's no guilt in Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. One more, some of you maybe were given the name of Attic. Maybe you were addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever, but you got a new name, and that name is freedom. And when Jesus Christ sets you free, you are free indeed. You're not bound by that anymore. And some of you are bound by worry, you're bound by fear, you're bound by everything in this world, but freedom belongs to you. So your new name is royal priesthood. 
chosen generation. The head and not the tail above and not beneath because you're in the royal family. You belong to Jesus now. You got to understand that. You belong to Jesus, not what the enemy says, not what the world says. You are royalty. Point to yourself and say, I'm royalty. I'm special. So you may have to get in front of the mirror sometimes and start prophesying that, especially if you've listened to the lies of the enemy long enough. There's another name which is greater than all names. Jesus Christ. And every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this world may think he's winning. This winning right now. The enemy may think he's winning. But our God is still on the throne. Amen. Our God is on the throne. And not only that, there's power in the name of Jesus. And there is power in the blood of Jesus. There's a lot of people that are trying to take blood of Jesus out of hymnals and sermons because it offends people. You have no gospel. Because it's all about Calvary and what Jesus did for us. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Demons have to flee to the name of Jesus. And if you've got some kind of sickness or disease, it's got a name. And it's got to bow to the name of Jesus. So Alzheimer's has to bow to the name of Jesus. Cancer's got to bow to the name of Jesus. COVID has to bow to the name of Jesus. Depression, anxiety has no place in your life. Start praising him for who he is. It's time for you to hold your shoulders back and know who you are in Jesus. That I'm not going to accept the name that the enemy gave me. I'm going to accept the name that Jesus gave me. And he loves me just the way I am, just like he loves you. Y'all receive this word today. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancock.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you. And you understand now who you are in Jesus. You may have been uh, abused your life. You may have been rejected your life, but you are accepted by Jesus Christ. Hey, your daddy is the king of kings and Lord of lords and God of gods. And he loves you just the way you are. And some of you have been eat, pulling up and eating crumbs too long. And you've been having limited amount of faith because you feel like you're not worthy because of the mistakes that you've made in your life. Well, once you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, it's under the blood of Jesus and he remembers it no more. And if that's you, this is the day to give that guilt and that pain to Jesus. You've been listening to the lies of the enemy way too long. You are the head and not the tail. And it's time for you to hold your shoulders back. And it's time for you to walk in victory. If you're watching this program and you can say, I just, 
it's hard for me to get past my past. Or I have some pain. I have some sickness in my body. And I'm just really discouraged right now. Well, if that's you, I want to pray with you. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this program that don't understand who they are in Jesus because they are bound by their past. Lord, I pray that you wrap your arms around them. Show them your love. Show them your peace. For those whose bodies are sick, I send the word of God forth and I command their bodies to be healed from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Let bondages be broken. Let depression. Depression has a name and it has to bow to the name of Jesus. And I command all depression and anxiety to leave in Jesus' name. Send us praise reports. I believe the Lord touched you if you're in your hospital room or in your den. He touched you right now. And I want to hear about this praise report to see what God's doing in your life. Also, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision that you'll ever make. And if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, we do have a 1-800 number. I ask you to call that number and we will lead you to Jesus. He is your friend. He is your father. And he's got a great life for you. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you. And we pray for you every day. And we would like to ask you to consider a one-time offering or partnering with us. Television's expensive, but what a way to reach this hurting world for Jesus. And we could use your help. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. Don't you miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. Oh, lift your eyes to heaven. There is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. 
you've got some impossible situations. But I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.